Hello, everybody. Welcome back to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Bermanology, and uh, we got another special guest on the show uh, for hopefully a, a regular thing on signing day. Uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State's head coach, joining the show. Thank you, Ryan, um, for taking time. I know with the uh, preparations for the Big Ten Championship, everything else, this has been one hell of a week, year, uh, decade for you. How, how are you? How are you holding up? Um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot for sure. Um, we're really excited about the class. We're really excited about the week, um, but it, it's been it, it's been a long road. And um, when you look back on this class, I think we're going to really be proud of everything that we've done to put this class together. Some of the guys, but at, at the same time, uh, we're so focused on this game. It's hard to you know. Usually, we'd have a party tonight. You know, yeah, we'd be out yeah. you know, enjoying it and hugging each other and. I mean, think about that right now, you know, we're hugging each other. We can't even get near each other and wearing masks. So it's just very different. You know, we use faxes and everything like that. That, that doesn't exist anymore. Um, so we're just really focused on playing this game. Uh, but I know that once it's behind us, we're going to be really proud of this class. And it's, it's got a chance to be special. And I, and I think, not to ramble here, when you look at uh, the trajectory of a program, you look at recruiting and where it's at. And, and we're really excited about our future. Yeah, I was thinking about it and uh, thinking about how it's only been a year since sitting in your office and talking about the 2020 class, and it feels like 10 years have passed, and it's uh, it's crazy to me to to consider everything that's had to happen in these last, you know, eight months. This class, though, started, you know, almost a full year ahead of that when, when Jack Sawyer committed in, in uh, on the Super Bowl Sunday, just about three months after you took the job uh, officially at Ohio State. He, going to see Jack was like the first thing you did when you took over as a head coach. And do you remember that day? I mean, now that you can actually talk about it, how important it was, not just for, for the class of 21, but for you establishing yourself um, as sort of his new guy in, in Columbus. Well, I think when we first got here, when, when I first, or not when I first got here, when we first uh, took over, you know, in terms of uh, for, for coach Meyer, I, I mentioned to the staff that the two most important, Really, it was the three most important recruits we were going to have. One was Zach Harrison at the time. We had to get Zach. The next one was Paris Johnson, and the third one was Jack Sawyer. And the reason for that was because they were all tremendous players, tremendous people, and they were from the state of Ohio. But we, we had to get those guys, and we did. And, and that was really, really big, and that built the foundation for where we're going moving forward. And, um, and, and you know, Jack's family and what he did to keep this class together um, really amazing. He, he's going to have one one heck of a career here. When you look at a guy like Jack Ryan, who not Jack Ryan, I mean that's a great show, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, when you talk about a guy like Jack, who missed a lot of time in his junior year because of an injury, didn't play his senior year. How have you and, and Coach Marathi been able to stay on top of his development, even though you haven't seen him play football in over a year? Yeah, well, we just stayed in touch with him, and you know. The people that he uses are really good uh, people in terms of his surgeries and rehabs and all that stuff. And he's so highly motivated. Uh, you know, we don't get, we don't get too worried about him because he's so, uh, I mean, he just drives hard. He's like, he's like already having, you know, a grown man, part of your program. Um, and, and his, his skill set is going to be tremendous. I'm watching him play basketball, watching him play football, watching him do all those things. And then his toughness and his size, uh, just exciting. Excited to see him get here and get to work. It's funny because he's up to like 265 pounds or something right now. And you guys haven't seen him and everyone else has. I mean, he looks like Sam Hubbard when Sam left the program um, right now, which is pretty insane. 
but uh, Jack, you got to see in person at least because he right. he's local and had been at on camps and worked with Larry uh, Johnson. But in, you know, in a normal year, you'd get to see everyone. You fortunately were able to see commitment number two, Kyle McCord, when he was a sophomore. How different could the recruiting of quarterbacks gone in twenty twenty one if you didn't get to see um, Kyle at that time? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we identified Kyle early on and, you know, he, he was somebody that we, we thought could come in here and, uh, and compete for right away. Really liked his skill set, what he did, all those things. And so, you know, we wanted to make sure that we identified the, the 2021 quarterback early on for a lot of reasons. And so, um, you know, he did a really good job recruiting this class as well. Um, so Jack was kind of the, the, the guy on off or the guy on defense. Kyle was the guy on offense. And that was huge, and it was it was great to get him. But but Kyle is a player. The ball, the way the ball came out of his hands, um, even at a young age, uh, was very very impressive. So looking forward to getting to work with him and, and really seeing him get get on the field and throw the ball and kind of build his career. How difficult? I mean, you know, on the outside looking in, you we in media we saw some of the conversations between Kyle and a couple of the quarterbacks in the class. How challenging was it to make the choice that he was the guy when you did, knowing that, you know, there was a lot of unknown still between um, him and, and a few of the other uh, possibilities? I mean, that's one of the hard things right now is that you have to make decisions so early on these guys when you don't have, uh, you know, all the information. So you do the best you can and you err on the side of who they are, their competitiveness, uh, their makeup, all those things. And, uh, with that being said, we, we liked what we saw in Kyle right away um, in, in terms of the physical traits, but also the intangibles. And you just you do the best you can to make a decision and you go from there. Um, and so you know, if you wait around till their junior, senior year, a lot of times they're not going to be around. So, I mean, that's you can get you can get complain about it if you want or you can adjust with the times. And that's what we're doing. Uh, I, I don't want to go position by position here. I'm going to try to jump around. Uh, talk about a few players that I think their stories were just that much different than anyone else. Obviously, the next guy is Travion Henderson, who, you know, you guys didn't ever get on campus. He's never been on campus and met with you face to face. The same can be said for Denzel Burke. The same can be said for Jesse Mirko coming from Australia. What does it take as a program to convince a kid like Travion that, you know, who could go anywhere in the country, 4.0 grade Great student, um, you know, top ranked player in the country at his position. What what is that conversation like in in March when he says, "Hey, you know what? I think I'm actually ready to commit." Is there any moment for you guys, knowing how fickle this whole, whole world is right now, where you go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" If we say yes right now, maybe we lose him five months from now, or is it? Is there any conversation like that? I mean, all those things go through your head. The good news is, I was able to at least go see Trey at school. So that was good. That gave me, but that's one visit, you know, you're putting your whole, you know, uh, program in, in some of these young men's hands. So, um, yeah, you worry a little bit, but the more you get to know some of these guys and certainly Trey's one of them, I mean, he, to me as a person, he's a can't miss. And that's why the culture fits so, so important. Um, you look at what he can do physically. Okay. That's you watch film and you're like, that's a check mark. But then you, you, you talk to the people in the school, you talk to his AD, you talk to his coach, you talk to the different people in the area. And when all that information starts adding up, you're like, okay, this guy's the right fit. Then when he decides he wants to become a Buckeye, that's when you really know. Because we, we, don't, we tell him it's going to be hard here. It's not going to be easy. 
But if they want it and they want to be great and they want this culture, then you got one special. And so I think he, you know, he deserves a lot of credit. And the other guy deserves a lot of credit is Tony Alford during this time. You know, the fact that he was able to sign two running backs in this class, build and forge that relationship between the two of them, uh, that, that's really well done. I think it's it speaks volumes of a guy like Travion, who not only did he commit that early without making a visit to campus, but he did it two weeks after Evan Pryor committed, who is a top five running back in the country. And a lot of kids obviously would would look at that room and say, okay, there's Master here, there's Marcus, there's all these other guys. Why would I purposely join that? Um, but you know, then you take that and, and amplify it even three times when you're talking about Emeka Abuka deciding as the number one ranked receiver in the country to join a room that has f- four other five-star receivers in it. Is there just a, a, an easy way to tell that these kids are the right kids? I mean, how, because everyone, everyone's perfect in zoom calls, right? I mean, everyone is exactly what you want in a zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think the first off, you have to be honest. You have to tell them exactly what it is. And, you know, I, I've said this before. I think that if you do a good job recruiting and uh, they're the right fit and they decide not to come here, then we probably don't want them anyways. And I think that's really a change in recruiting philosophy than maybe even five to 10 years ago, but certainly 20 years ago, where, like you said, you're going to tell them everything that's great about them, everything that's awesome, get them to commit. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start coaching them for real after they, they come to school. Well, that doesn't, doesn't work that way anymore. And I think that the recruits and their families really appreciate the fact that we're being honest and telling them exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be hard, but that's the way you want. And not only what you said that, you know, there's going to be a couple of, you know, five-star guys already there. In front. We're going to recruit some more next year, by the way, they're right there in the 2022 class. You can already look at them. So you, when, when the bottom line is when you get in that room, you're going to have really good players around you, but that's, you're also going to have good players on the other side of the ball. They're going to make you better. And if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I think that's what a lot of these guys really like. And I, and I think that's where you get the right fit that way. You lay it right out for them. It's not going to be easy. If guy wants to just come in and play right away the first minute they step on campus because of what they did in high school, this is not the right place for you. How hard is it to lead in a recruitment for a kid for two years, like Emeka Abuka, where you guys were the, the purported front runner for almost two years for a player that's 2,500 miles away who can't visit for a year um, and who is as meticulous and – you know, point to point as any player I've ever covered, um, you know, a guy that is checking off boxes the entire way. I mean, it, it, that is a full-fledged barometer of the program in in whole, don't you think? I mean, because if if there's any any slip-up, you lose that kid. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, when you talk about anybody in this class, uh, you talk about the the faith, the loyalty that these people have had has just been unbelievable in a tough, tough year. Uh, and, and it's not like people stop recruiting them. I mean, these guys were getting recruited nonstop. And the loyalty was just unbelievable. But then you look at Mecca, that's a different situation because he didn't make his decision all the way to the end. But, and that was exhausting. It was because you just wanted to say he's coming. You just wanted to say he's coming and you just keep going. But you, when you build relationships, you, you, you start to trust people. And we trusted Mecca. We trusted his family. And uh, it worked out. What was the single hardest part of this recruiting cycle for you? Uh, not, not seeing the guys, not, not just physically being around them and having dinner with them and looking their parents in the eye and sitting in, in their house and getting to know exactly who they are. Because there are some guys that I haven't sat, sat in their house. I haven't uh, looked their parents in the eye. 
um, you know, person to person, obviously in zoom, you do it. We've done a ton of that. It's been great. Um, but, but there's also been some things that, that have been good too. You know, maybe we've over communicated because we haven't been able to see them in person because you used to think, well, a visit is worth about 10 phone calls. So maybe you didn't make those 10 phone calls. So because there was no visit, maybe we were overdoing it with the phone calls in a zoom. I don't know. Um, you know, I think that's yet to be seen. Who was the one kid in this 2021 class that as you sit here today and take five minutes to reflect before getting back to Northwestern prep that you're like, holy crap, I can't believe this one ended up in the class. Um, probably, probably just the way it played out was Travion because such a highly recruited guy never came to campus really sharp. Um, and, and the way it all played out and his loyalty is not, and his faith is not normal with these type of kids these days. It's just not. So I think that one was probably the most unique, but it also goes to show you what a special young man he is. I, I asked you about, uh, in the, the full on media presser about Jalen Johnson, who I said is the lowest ranked member in the class, which means nothing now it means zero after t- this morning. And then you have Sam Hart, who's the second lowest ranked member of the class. Those two are could not be more different personality-wise, but obviously both got committed early and, and played a big role in recruiting down the road. Is there too much emphasis being put by people on these rankings? And is there anything in this process that this year's taught you that, hey, I'd like to see that change? I mean, I do think people do, you know, put a lot into the rankings, which uh, like you said, doesn't mean anything. I think the one thing it does mean is, you know, I would assume most of the rankings are done based on how many offers they have. And if certain schools, you know, respect somebody enough to give them an offer, that that typically means something. Um, But that doesn't mean anything on the field. So, no, I mean, I just think it's more about um, the fit for us. And, and, you know, I want to make sure we have the, the, in our mind, we have the five-star right fit at every single position, you know, regardless of what the internet says. Last thing, I, I, I know we're on a hard time here. What did you learn from the two D commitments in this class about moving forward as far as what you will say, you know, when kids that maybe are on the fence want to jump in just to hold a spot? Yeah. Well, I, I think it all works itself out. You know, I mean, if you don't take some of these guys early on, then they don't, and they, and they, they hang on, you got exactly what you want. Um, if somebody decides that they want to, they want out, you, you might as well know now, you know, I, I don't want to know after their freshman year, they didn't want to come here in the first place. That doesn't do us any good. Yeah. So you know, don't lose any sleep over it. You know, if there's a reason why now, if we screwed something up and, 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 you know, uh, put a bad taste in the kid's mouth and that's our fault. Well, that's, that's a major problem. But if we've done a good job recruiting and they on their own walk away, they're going to walk away at some point. So, you know, hopefully they can find a place that's right for them. Well, with the transfer rules and everything else that's coming, it's going to be more and more important for staffs to, to continue telling kids the truth and being up front. And clearly that's working for you guys. Um, that's Ryan Day. He's Ohio State's head coach. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Bermanology. It's signing day. The Buckeyes have signed the country's number two ranked class. And uh, they may not be done yet. There's more work to do in these next few months. But for the most part, 2021 is over and we're on to 22. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you. All right, Jim. Thanks. See you.